And here we go again, the state of sustainable packaging for March 2023. Can you believe it's already March? In this series, this state of sustainable packaging for a certain month, I read headlines and I try to keep you up to speed on trends, things that are happening and just relevant news. So stay tuned and get ready for a great show. My name is Michael Markarian, and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities, and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. And welcome back to the sustainable packaging show podcast brought to you by contempo specialty packaging i'm your host mike markarian and this is the state of sustainable packaging for march 2023 i hope you guys have been enjoying the content the education over the last few episodes where we really broke down what are your sustainable material choices so if you haven't listened to that check out the last few episodes i've gotten particularly good feedback about the episode on the plastic alternatives and the board alternatives. It's just great stuff. So I hope you guys are finding it valuable. And again, having the tools, feeling like you finally have the tools and the education to take action on sustainable packaging right now because it's good for business and it's something that you should do or at least strongly consider. All right. So in today's show, we're going to talk about some new packaging innovations that are have been released by Procter and Gamble and we're going to have an honest conversation is this actually good for the planet is this really a step forward or is it just sort of PR marketing PR we're going to talk about FTC green guide updates we talked about that in a previous uh, show so we're going to give you a quick update on that and then I also want to talk about just the general mindset that I see in the market and how it's still largely less plastic as opposed to really going to those groundbreaking innovations that we all want to see happen and not throwing stones either because I understand the challenges at Contempo Specialty Packaging. We deal with those challenges. It's not always possible to move to these groundbreaking innovations. And you can definitely be too early in a market and go out of business. You can be too early, too innovative. I refuse to sell any plastic. I refuse. And then you go out of business and then you can't stay in business to innovate. That's the practical side of business that we also need to be looking at. Okay, so let's have a great show and we're going to kick it off with some of these innovations from Procter & Gamble. So we're going to go right on Procter & Gamble's website. Four P&G brands raise the bar with accessible and sustainable packaging. Accessible and sustainable packaging. Consumers would go right to your packaging is so plastic. And also, it's so hard to open. So we're going to focus more on the sustainable side, but there's other elements that P&G is looking at in their packaging. It's nice to be a billion-dollar giant, right? You can look at everything. And uh, they're making some great progress that we can be excited about. So the first one here is Lenore, the Lenore team, which sells these Unstoppables, these little pods, these laundry, I believe it's a laundry product, moving it into a cardboard package a cardboard pack so they're marketing it too. cardboard pack they're really uh, using sustainable packaging as a marketing vehicle which i've been saying for years now it is something consumers care about if you move to sustainable package and you message it you're going to have a lot of success consumers are going to choose you when the two products are next to each other 
you and your competitor, they're going to choose you because you moved into sustainable packaging because they're going to believe, frankly, whether it's true or not, that your whole business is sustainable because you care about the packaging. Now, you need to be more sustainable in other areas, but it's a good start even if it's just your packaging. So I think this is a wonderful, again, chance to do something good for the planet and good for business. So that's the cardboard tube. Herbal Essences. Herbal Essence brand is one of the pioneers in the accessibility field, okay? So as far as sustainability for their bottles, right, Herbal Essence shampoo, they've moved to resins that are 50% certified recycled plastic, Okay, so still living in a plastic world, but at least they're using 50% certified materials, uh, certified recycled. What does certified mean would be a question that I would have. Recycled content. Oh, there's an asterisk. The recycled content is achieved by allocating the recycled waste plastic to Eastman Renew materials using a mass balance process certified by ISCC. Does anybody know what that means? Okay. So we need to, um, I'd be curious if that's industrial, right? Post-industrial, meaning it came from a business or post-consumer recycled plastic. I would imagine it's post, I actually don't know, but usually people say post-consumer if it is. So that would be my guess, but don't hold me to that one because I'm not sure. So um, great that they're using recycled content. The gold standard though would be post-consumer uh, recycled content. All right. Next up. I don't like to say anything negative to people moving to sustainable packaging. I almost sometimes feel like, you know, I don't want to throw water and be one of those naysayers that just throws out negativity. So that's not negative, but I want to clarify so that you guys can sort of see what's going on. Gillette razors, big brand by moving from plastic blister packs that some customers were frustrated with into driving inclusive design practices. And it looks like this is a molded pulp insert. Uh, Sustainable packaging, sharing how it cuts down on the amount of thick plastic we use. And also with the hassle of opening the product. So this looks like, actually when I was preparing for this episode, I thought that was bored because it's kind of a beigey color, but I think it's, it's probably plastic. Okay, so it's plastic tray, 90% certainty, slid into a cardboard box as opposed to a blister pack, which is all plastic. So there's a great reduction of plastic because now you don't have the, the it's actually a clamshell, right? You have two pieces together or these are, these are details that are not relevant. So um, the board makes it use less plastic. All right, let's go to the last one. We have uh, Ariel a new cardboard box with the new cardboard box. They're putting it right on the front. This is in Europe and they're going to be launching for their laundry pods. I believe they're laundry pods in a cardboard box, which is pretty innovative, a cardboard child resistant box. Sounds like contempo specialty packaging, right? So it's interesting before the cannabis industry, I used to say this, there was no need to have beautiful child resistant packaging. You would have child-resistant packaging in pill bottles. No one really cares what a pill bottle comes in. It's just a simple push and turn. But the cannabis industry was the first time that beautiful child-resistant packaging, attractive branded custom child-resistant packaging would be a thing. And that's when we created this amazing, incredible line of child-resistant packaging for every cannabis product. So it's so interesting to see this is pretty attractive, 
board child resistant packaging. Our vault box, I think, would have been a good choice as well for this product, um, which we made specific for the cannabis industry. You see, who knows where the possibilities will go when you have all these innovations. And that's part of why we always innovate at Contempo Specialty Packaging. We will never stop innovating, but our main focus right now is in sustainability. So if you're in the cannabis industry or not in the cannabis industry, frankly, and you want sustainable packaging, you got to reach out to us. Wow. At ContempoPackaging.com. So next up, we're going to talk about the FTC Green Guides and some changes that are happening. We talked about this in a different episode, but I want you guys to, to keep your eyes on this. So this is from JD Supra. Okay. March 9th. That's the day I'm recording right now. So very timely. FTC extends the deadline to comment on the 10 year update to the green guides. The FTC is seeking public comments on the guides for use of environmental marketing claims quote the Green Guides, as part of a 10-year review process. The FTC extends the public comment period, originally set to expire on the 21st of February, 2023, to April 24th, 2023, which is Earth Day. I am almost certain that is Earth Day, right? So how fitting. Let's see. Quick fact check. It is April 22nd, so I am completely... Incorrect. Not completely. I'm off by two days. Okay. So it's not Earth Day. Scratch that. DJ Sensation. We might have to edit that out, but I don't think so. We can leave it in. Okay. So that's that. Now we're going to go to Manat, the um, Manat, the legal firm that says FTC takes on ESG proposed updates to the Green Guides. I'm, I just want to give you guys a little more context so you know so you know what this really means. Over the past few years, environmental, social, and governance ESG issues have moved up to the center of of American discourse. Uh, The last review was over a decade ago. The Green Guides are intended to assist advertisers in avoiding unfair or deceptive environmental marketing claims. Okay? So don't mislead consumers. Don't trick them. Don't greenwash. Not only is it bad for business, but you could get in trouble with the FTC. So the Green Guides... We'll help you look into that. We've covered this on other uh, episodes, but um, I think just sustainability has really moved front and center from 10 years ago, and they're they're updating the way that they are. Uh, they're updating their green guides to be in line with today's world. The FTC also requests comments and updates on definitions of terms recyclable, recycled content, degradable, compostable. The proposal seeks comments on defining the term sustainability, a term that is not clearly defined currently. These are all things that we talk about on the Sustainable Packaging Show podcast. Maybe they could benefit from listening to some of what we're talking about on the podcast. Alrighty, so let's do one more story. We're going to keep this one relatively short because time is valuable and time is short nowadays. There's so much. It's such a busy world. I hope you guys are doing Really, really well, wherever you're listening from. All right. Nescaf, Nescafe launches a new refill pod that uses less plastic and costs you less. So this is the category of the world overall still is in this mindset. Sustainability is using less plastic, less plastic. Now, in the Gillette example, they actually remove some plastic. 
And then in other examples, we're just using less plastic. So you go from maybe a plastic jar to a flexible package, right? Like a bag that is quite frankly, a lot less plastic. You're greatly reducing the amount of plastic. However, now you're moving into a bag, which even though if it's mono material, it's technically recyclable. Do people really recycle that? Probably not. I think it's very, very low percentage. Is there a higher degree of probability that someone will recycle that rigid plastic container as opposed to that bag? Probably much more likely. However, it's still not as high recycling rates as we would all like to think or like to believe. So so these are some of the conversations where I say you got to really, really crystallize your thinking on this stuff or it can drive you crazy and you can be super indecisive and not make decisions. So remember that word impact. We talked about that in a previous episode. Think about the impact that you're making by making a decision rather than endlessly discussing, is it sustainable? Is it sustainable? So this new 150 gram refill pouch is 97% lighter than the 200 gram glass coffee jar and has on average 60% less plastic than the jar's lid. So this was actually a glass coffee jar with a plastic lid that they've now moved into a pouch. This is also probably saving them a ton of money, which is also great. I don't say, oh my gosh, they're so horrible, they're saving money. Like, no, save money and go sustainable if you can. I think that's being intelligent. The pack is resealable to preserve the freshness, and once the refill is empty, the consumer can recycle the pack in more than 5,000 stores across the UK and through curbside collection in Ireland, okay? So I guess in Ireland, they have curbside pickup for these types of flexible packages. This is why understanding the infrastructure in the area that you're going to be selling is relevant. Okay, we're going to end the show there. Thank you guys for listening to the State of Sustainable Packaging for March 2023. Be well, be blessed, and thanks as always for supporting the show. Thanks for listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show. The time for greenwashing is over. If you're looking for sustainable packaging in the cannabis industry, email wow at cannabispackaging.com.